Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Coming up on Saturday, the 13th of May, Michael Richard Blaze is celebrating 20 years in pro wrestling, and he is marking the occasion in grand fashion for an amazing charity as well. Michael uh, is with me now to talk all about it. The saviour himself. Michael, how are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing great, my friend. How are you? Uh, All good here. 20 years in professional wrestling, Michael. Where does the time go? Where does the time go? Oh, dude, I honestly don't know. It's so crazy. I didn't I didn't even realize it was 20 years until I was trying to figure out the date and everything. And it honestly, it's funny because it just so happened that that May 13th date is legitimately to the day 20 years since I first like got into a ring to train and everything. I was I wasn't sure how close it was to the actual day, but it's bang on the yeah. actual anniversary. Yeah, literally the actual day. That's when I actually realized it was the 20 year thing was because I was just like, everything lined up that we had that day open, a bunch of my friends were able to do it. And it just seemed like the right day. And then I was like, Oh, that's 20 years since I started training wild. So uh, let's go back 20 years to that fateful day on the 13th of May. Uh, I know TJ Wilson was a major part of, of your story. But what got you into wrestling in the first place? Um, if you wanted to talk about that, I'd have to go back even further, like 30 years. I'm one of those guys who my first memory of just my life in general is watching wrestling. I remember seeing Bret Hart on the TV when I was just a three-year-old kid and I'm from Calgary is where I'm originally from. And so you see larger than life, Bret Hart in Calgary, Alberta, Canada, and it was kind of a no-brainer from there. I was I was obsessed. I apparently I told my mom and my dad the next day that I was going to be a wrestler, and it just never it never stopped. Was that quite common in Canada? Well, especially in Calgary, where Bret Hart and the Hart family are so synonymous. Are there a lot of people that say I want to follow in their footsteps? I think it was probably a little bit more common here than some other places. At the same time. I think because timing of life and everything, like 
just a few years later, Brett's having his issues with the WWF and things like that. And wrestling was at its peak in popularity in general at the Attitude Era. But it was also at its peak of being judged. So I actually got, like, I remember I used to actually get bullied pretty hardcore in school about being a wrestling fan and stuff. But I was just, I was so obsessed that it wasn't going to stop me. So it is what it is. <laughs> it absolutely is. Uh, and uh, as we said, you end up getting trained by uh, by a great in TJ Wilson. Those first forays into the wrestling world for you, how different were they based on what you thought they would be? Um, Honestly, I went into wrestling. I watched Tough Enough and a lot of documentaries and everything. So I went in knowing that it would be hard. But I didn't expect as much of the family environment that I got. And that's what really changed everything for me, I think, especially as a kid that was bullied and things like that. And I didn't have a lot of friends leading into it. But then all of a sudden I had guys like TJ Wilson, Ravenous Randy. I had like Natty Neidhart, Harry Smith. Um, At the time he was named Apocalypse in Stampede Wrestling, but he went on to be Rick Victor in WWE. I had all these people taking me under their wing and treating me literally like I was their little brother and wanting to help me along and all this stuff. And they completely changed my life for the better. And I think that's the thing that was a lot different than what I expected. I didn't expect it to be such a family environment and truly like just a place that built everybody up. And now that's what I kind of try to, I kind of try to pay that forward because they gave me such a good environment. And yeah. Because you've been, you, you know, in those 20 years, uh, you've, you've grown and your, your family has grown and changed and you're bringing people through now. But it's all about celebrating you and 20 years of wrestling on the 13th of May. And along with the Clandestine Wrestling Society, you are doing it in style. So for those who haven't seen the title of this podcast yet and haven't heard what's going on, Michael, tell them what you're doing on the 13th of May. Okay. So <laughs> what it's called is the Michael Richard Blaze 20th anniversary Infinity Gauntlet. And I was told very specifically, I have to put it in these words by the charity, it's in support of the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation, which is the Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. Um, and basically, the long story short version is I'm going to do an eight-hour pro wrestling match where I'm going to just try to go through a continuous gauntlet of people for eight hours. The idea is going to be if I lose a match, cool. It just goes up on the scoreboard as lost, but the next person still comes out. If I win the match, it goes up on the scoreboard as I win and the next person comes out and I'm going to try to just do it for eight hours straight, close to eight hours straight. I put in a rule where every four matches I get a, four to five minute intermission literally because one of my friends um the promoter of WrestleCore, cobra kai he brought up to me when i was talking about it he was like dude you're gonna need like some point where you can go to the bathroom and take a piss <laughs> <laughs> I, I can drink water like during the matches i can punch someone in the face and take a swig of water but i can't just go off to the bathroom right <laughs> so that's the only caveat is there will be little four to five minute intermissions every four matches. Um, 
and we're going to live stream it on YouTube. So I don't have the exact YouTube link up and ready to go yet, but it will be at youtube.com slash godsgiftmrb. And part of the reason I wanted to live stream it was it would force me and all my friends that are involved in it with me to actually go kind of hard as if we're on a show still and everything for that eight hours. We can't just, in my mind, it turned it into like, we can't just sit there and like stay in a lockup for 30 minutes. We could if we make it interesting, but we can't just sit there and be like bored in a lockup for 30 minutes because there's people actually watching this. Um, and the big thing about it, for me at least, is I've always wanted to do something crazy like this especially with my friends, which is cool that I have so many people that are part of this little family that's being built here, the clandestine wrestling society that want to be part of it. But I also really always wanted to do it for a good cause before I ever had the full idea of like, this is how we were going to set this up. This is how we were going to do it. The one thing that was a constant in my head was it had to be a fundraiser for some sort of charity and I wasn't sure the charity either at the time but then over the last little while they're not my stories to tell but I've had friends and family who have had issues with children who've gone through the children's hospital here and some of them have to do with mental issues and things that come through things like bullying and stuff like that and then there's other issues too just like physical issues and stuff but it reminded me kind of of myself as a kid and going through bullying and stuff like that and just how I was really lucky that I had a support system. I never had to go through a children's hospital or anything or have that medical help, but the support system is what got me through it. And wrestling in a lot of ways was my support system. So it just became a, one day I was just sitting there and I was like, hmm what do I do this for and my girlfriend actually brought up the scholarly and then when I was going through it all and thinking of all that I was like oh this makes a lot of sense like if wrestling was my support system I can use wrestling for a good reason for this so I'm really I'm really hoping we keep pushing because we crushed the first goal really fast I didn't expect it and now I really want to hit that second goal and hopefully go above it Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I'm looking right now at the uh, the CrowdChange page that you've got. StollaryCI.CrowdChange.ca. The golf is £5,000 before even a single bell has been rung. You're over halfway currently. At time of recording, $2,770 raised. Uh, you must be incredibly proud already. Before you've even, before even the first bell has rang, you're well over halfway there. Man, I, I cannot describe how proud but also humbled and legitimately just amazed I am at how fast that goal built up, especially. So the very first goal before it changed to this was actually $1,600. So it was much less because I thought, I thought it would be a big thing and I thought it would be cool and everything, but I didn't think it would be that big of a thing. I didn't think people, and this is just me thinking I'm like, in my mind, I'm just, I'm a regular guy like anybody else. And my friends were regular people like anybody else. So it's not that big a deal. I didn't expect it to pop off as crazy as it did. I thought like, oh, charity for sure. And then we do have some fans. After when I post about it in six weeks, when I do it, we'll hit $1,600. That made sense to me. And the salary asks you to do a goal that seems realistic. So that was realistic to me. And then I posted about it at 9 a.m. on a Friday was the first post I did. And by 2 p.m. that same day, it had already reached $1,650. And I didn't even realize it until I got this email notification. It was the Stollery emailing me and be like, hey, you already hit your goal. You might want to like reset your goal amount. (laughs) So they are the ones that kind of... They didn't tell me I had to or anything, but they kind of like suggested and asked like, hey, maybe reset the goal if you want to keep raising funds. So that's why we switched it to 5,000. And I would be, I'm amazed now, like you said, that it's already halfway there and it's not even before the first bell. So. Uh, yeah, the, some of the people that you've said uh, are helping you out with this uh, include uh, people who, who are familiar with your work. You'll be familiar with theirs as well. Uh, the likes of Stephen Crow, Jack Pride, Reed Matthews, uh, Spencer Love uh, off of Love Wrestling, uh, Zoe Sager amongst there as well. And it says and more. So we might get a few surprises in there. Do we think? Do we, do we think? I'm hoping so. Um, it's funny. I had to add the and more because... So a lot of these people I had confirmed already because they're a lot of the people that you see in that list, they're not only people that I work closely with, but they're people I either train or they help me train other people, or they're just really good friends of mine. Or in the case of like Stephen Crow, that's my brother. Like he's my little brother and I got him into wrestling. So they're really important people to me, which was a big thing about doing this. But one of the things I didn't expect is 
once I posted about it initially, I started getting messages from other wrestlers or referees or even like announcers from the area that were like, hey, this is really cool. Is there any chance I can be involved? Like, is there any opening? And I was like, yeah, like, if you want to be involved, like, that's the point of this is it's just me and my friends, but also the wrestling community as a show, sorry, as a whole, showing that we're like, I think the wrestling community in actuality, when you get to the right good core of it, the really good people of it, they're really, really good people. And we're all, we just want to show that we care and that we want to do something cool for a good reason. So once those people were reaching out to me, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I guess I have to add and more now because there will be people that I didn't expect to want to do it that are going to be doing it. So there will be many people from from your incredible 20 years in wrestling who are going to be involved, uh, Michael. Uh, I, I know I have a strong feeling that they will unfortunately be elsewhere for it. But uh, a few names from your past, uh, the infinity gauntlet of your 20 years that come to mind, uh, one being Braun Strowman, uh, who <laughs> you had a, an infamous run in with on an episode of Monday Night Raw. There's a name from your past. How was working with Braun out of interest? Uh, working with Braun was crazy. It was, I didn't, obviously I could tell he was a big, big man. I didn't realize quite how big he was until I was standing next to him until I had his big forearms coming across my face. But really, really pulling back curtain a little bit, really good guy behind the scenes. He was super cool. He was very appreciative. That is the best word that I can use for it, that we were willing to go out there and put our bodies on the line and let him just beat the shit out of us. So like, that was super cool. And in that particular one, that was the first time I had ever done anything on WWE TV. That was the first time I'd done like extra work for them and then actually got on TV and everything. So that was super cool. It was really good experience. And I'm happy I got to do it with a guy like Braun as the guy in the ring. He was super cool about everything. And the producer was Arn Anderson, who's one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. So that was cool too. Um, what about any word from Dusty Adonis, who was in the, the, the first battle, the first the first title match where you won a belt. If we wind your amazing career back to 2007, uh, he was among 14 people uh, that saw you leave with your first belt, uh, a PWA invasion in Calgary. Uh, another great throwback for you there. Tell us about winning the PWA Cruiserweight title. Your first belt as a pro, sir. So I actually have to correct you. Oh, no. I make a point, like, especially because it's such a cool fact, the first belt I ever actually won was in 2006 in December of that year. I won the Stampede Wrestling British Commonwealth mid-heavyweight title from Ravenous Randy. And I'm the youngest ever Stampede Wrestling mid-heavyweight champion. And that list with Brett and Dynamite and everything. Wow. Yeah, there's my old wrestling name, Chucky Blaze, is in there. And I'm the youngest ever. But... <laughs> Dusty, to go to your original question, Dusty, I don't know if he'll be there. He's from far away in Saskatchewan. He's about 10 hours away. I'm sure he'll be watching, though. He still watches everything. And he's a really cool guy. I wish more people saw Dusty Adonis stuff because he was really ahead of his time, I think. And he's kind of only known in this area. But 
he was next level entertainment and he'd fit right in right now in the big the big independence with your guys like Effie and Ali Catch and he'd really fit in with that kind of group of wrestlers in like the GCWs and everything but it's just timing but yeah Dusty's the man uh, and uh, any word of Kenta popping up because there's another guy who you took the fight to in 205 Live, hitting with your big um, stuff. That was another cool moment. Like, good to go back through your uh, your incredible 20 years. There's a blast from the past with Kenta. Yeah, wrestling Kenta on 205 Live was a really, really cool experience. Especially, so I went that day right before the match happened, and I texted my friend Boris, who's actually, he's the one that's going to be doing commentary for the Infinity Gauntlet. I have to throw that out there because of everybody that's going to be involved in it, Boris is the only other one that's going to go eight hours straight with me. Jeez. He's, what yeah, a he's going to sit on that commentary for the whole eight hours. And I told him, like, we can have people come in and out, man. But he was like, no, I want to do the full thing. I want to go through the whole eight hours with you. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> um, but I texted him right before I went out for that match. And I just had to say, like, yo, I'm wrestling Kenta on WWE TV right now. This is insane because Boris knew that when I was really young, when I first started wrestling around the 2000, so like I first started in 2003, but around the 2005 timeframe when I was two years in and just really, really starting to throw myself at it at that point, Kenta was actually one of my favorite wrestlers, if not, the favorite wrestler I had at the time. He was like, I would watch Kenta and Marafuchi matches on repeat over and over and over again. So getting to wrestle him for the WWE, and it was it was a match where I got the shit kicked out of me again, obviously, but it was a little more competitive, and I actually got some stuff in it and everything, and when you watch it back, it's like, oh, that's an actual three-minute match on WWE TV. Like, that match could be on Raw. But even if it's on 205 Live, like, it could be a regular match that would be on Raw. So that was super cool and amazing. And I wish, maybe if he hears this, maybe if Kenta hears this, he'll fly himself here and he'll hop into the Infinity Gauntlet. But... Hey, Kent, if Kent, if you're available, if, you, if you've got a gap in your diary, same for you, Braun. Don't be a coward. Uh, we, we, mentioned, we mentioned these names from your past, but the, the, the true star on May 13th is yourself celebrating 20 years of wrestling and doing it to raise money uh, for a wonderful charity as well, the Stollery Children's Hospital Foundation. Uh, if people want to donate, if people want to find out more, uh, and, and where can people go? Obviously, the link's not ready yet, as we've said, but where can people go to keep in touch for as and when the event rolls around, sir? Um, so I was actually, I tried to be really smart before I did this interview with you. We all tried. <laughs> I set up a website through our training website, just a page that has all the information there. So if you go to clandestinewrestlingsociety.com slash infinity, that'll have everything listed there. It's got the donation link is right at the very top. It's got the entire write-up that I had with the rules and everything and the goals of it. And then at the bottom, it'll have the YouTube link for the actual straight up video once that stream link is set up. And then if for some reason you don't go there, you could just follow me on social media, just everywhere, 
Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube. It's God's Gift MRB. So G-O-D-S-G-I-F-T-M-R-B. And I post about it probably about this fundraiser. I've been posting about every second day or so. I'm trying to get it out there as much as I possibly can. So either go just straight up to that website, clandestinewrestlingsociety.com slash infinity, or you can follow me on social media and you'll see you'll see something about it. I promise. <laughs> Everything you need, uh, you can find. And and if in doubt, if in all doubts, if you scroll to the comments, the description of this podcast links are there as well as where everywhere. Uh, Michael has said, uh, God's gift to wrestling, your savior, Michael Richard Blaze, celebrating 20 years of wrestling on May the 13th with the eight hour infinity gauntlet. Best wishes from all of us at Cultaholic and stay safe, sir. Uh, thank you, my friend. I really appreciate all of this and you guys stay safe too. Thank you. 